Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by The Relaxed Dog. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. Now, I just want to give you a little bit of a a heads up on this week's interview. I have a chat with my friend Elle, and whilst the, the audio quality isn't the best, the subject matter needs to be heard. So Elle was very, very brave. She's a very, very brave young lady. She wants nothing more in this world than than to make people smile. And she does talk uh, about a fairly traumatic experience she went through a few years back where she was in an abusive relationship. And the reason that, that that comes up in a podcast like this is because that's when that's when her dog Bailey basically saves her life and gives her the courage to to move on so i just want to say that if by chance someone is listening to this and is in a relationship like that that inside you you do have the courage to do something and you you just need a little trigger to to help you activate that courage if you if you know or you think you know someone in that type of toxic relationship you need to seek advice professional advice on on how that you may be able to help them. And if you've got the slightest, even the slightest idea that you may be the cause of something like that, then you need to seek advice on how to stop yourself because it's, it's just, it just shouldn't be. And I'm going to sort of leave it at that. The, the impact on people on life, on society. Um, if I bring it back around to to this podcast subject, the impact on a dog in that sort of relationship. And I know most of you people will think, or some of you will think people are a whole lot more important than dogs, but that environment affects everything in the household and goes far, far beyond the household. And so we move on to some doggy news and in a weird coincidental way, in this item I had actually had prepared earlier, uh, Stella, who is a 18-week-old Portuguese water dog, is now the newest support dog for the Royal Newfoundland Constabulary in Canada. And Stella's role is she is a support dog to provide 
uh, different levels of care with victims and survivors of violence and those struggling with mental health issues or just someone that needs some comfort. So it should be used in the in the justice system and stuff like that. So I'll put a link to Stella's got a, a Twitter account in the uh, the show notes. And I'm not going to mention one or two other things that I had because they're too negative and I just don't get what people do to dogs. But the other happy bit of news is a clip has gone viral on Instagram. A lot of you will be able to relate to this one. Uh, Some CCTV camera captured the moment just after a guy goes to work and the dog is left in the apartment. The dog gets up, wanders over, grabs one of the owner's shoes, takes it back to the lounge, jumps up on the lounge, puts its head down on the shoe and then goes to sleep. Now, if you want to uh, suggest some things to me or give me some tips or just want to join our little community, you'll find us, we have a Facebook group, The Relaxed Dog Podcast. So feel free to come on over. We welcome everyone. And now we'll cut over to this week's interview with Elle and her red cattle cross staffy Bailey. Okay, welcome, Elle, to the podcast. How are you? I'm great. My first podcast, so I'm a bit nervous, but let's do this. Oh, just relax. It's a pleasure talking (laughs) to you. No worries. How are you? I am going extremely well, and I'm really looking forward to hearing all about Bailey. Yeah, my Bailey boy. So... (laughs) Like I ask everyone, take us back to the time just before you got Bailey, and sort of give lead us into the uh, the events that that eventuated or eventuated with you and Bailey together. Oh, okay, so um, Bailey and I we um, pretty much met in a hopeless place. Really, <laughs> the root of it, I was in a really nasty relationship with a very nasty person, and I'm felt very, very alone, so I happened to be talking to a little private rescue and I saw his brother actually on the post that they were looking for a home and so with a bit of yeah, very careful talking, we I convinced my ex that, um, you know, we'll get this dog for me because he had, we just got him a dog and went up to Sydney up to this private rescue, and the person said, Right, which one do you want? Because there were three of them. And I said, We'll let them out of the kennel and we'll see. Anyway, they were about 10 months old, so of course, very energetic. And all the pups were running around, and I stood there, didn't look down, didn't say anything, didn't look at them, just moved. And the other two got bored. And they started playing with themselves and toys. But Bailey sat on my feet. He <laughs> sat on my feet. And I looked down at him and he looked at me and I said, right, hello, mate. So you're with me now. 
I think that's a, a pretty sort of common thing where we think we're choosing them, but they choose us. Um, yeah, I'm a firm believer of choosing them. Um, they choose you, definitely. And, yeah, he sat on, sat on my lap the entire way home. Didn't move. It was very quiet. He just sat all the way home. How were the, the first few days of Bailey at your home? Um, very stressful just because of the situation I was in. Mm-hmm. And I think B, that's his nickname, um, he knew what was going on. He was very intuitive even at that young age. I mean, yes, he was still a puppy, so unfortunately accidents happened in the house and I had to protect him from what, Inevitably, would have um, happened if I didn't step in. But he learned very quickly that being out doing stuff outside was the way to go, and dodging the very big boots was the other side. So he learned very quickly what the situation was. Um, yeah, really sorry to hear about that that situation that but that both of you were in. Mm, but he, yeah, he. Brought us that glimmer of light that I need to keep going. So, yeah, he's been with me since. And that was, he's now nine years old. Bailey? So, can I ask how long that situation sort of stayed like it was? Nine months. Nine months. It's worse than I can describe over a podcast, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, so does you think um, has Bailey sort of like scarred in any way from that type of relationship that he had from with the other person in the house? Um, he's, yeah, he's got his tail's not um, completely straight. Um, one day I didn't do something that I wasn't I was supposed to do in a particular fashion, and the ex slammed his tail into a door. Mm. And, so he's got a small crooked, crooked in his tail, but he didn't turn around and bite. He, he yelled, he screamed, you know, he of course he screamed, but he just cowed away went and went straight outside. So he didn't turn around and bite, he didn't do anything like that. He knew that that person was not a good person to do that to. So... So during that time, was he mostly in outside or inside? Did he outside? He was outside. Um, if it was cold, I if the ex happened to be outside the house, I'd sneak him in at least to the laundry, mm-hmm. um, just to get some warmth. Otherwise, yeah, he was outside. Yeah, he wasn't allowed. Wasn't allowed inside mm. and, unless I snuck him in. Did were there any other um, pets in the household at the time? Guinea Okay, and, and how did Bailey go with them? He had a look, checked that they were there, and then we, we had them outside as well, and we left them alone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his, yes, his dog didn't. <laughs> it was Jack Russell. He, he didn't, but Bailey did. He used to lay, um, used to lay next to the cage. 
Okay, so there was a, a Jack Russell in with the inside the house at the time or? No, outside. Outside as well, yep. Yeah, how, how did they get along? They're fine. They, um, I, I found my Jack Russell. He wanted something a bit more bigger and nastier. So I knew what would happen if that happened. And I was able to convince him that this is this dog from the pound was the right one. This the Jack Russell, so and he fell in love with him very quickly. So yeah. Mm. I was very lucky. Mm-hmm. So how did Bailey's initial sort of training go? In the, oh, I, the first few months. He... Well, I spent hours and hours with him because he was pretty much the only thing that was light in that, that time. Um, so, yeah, he, he learned very quickly. Um, I actually was able to take him to a pet, uh, just run for the table and even in pet therapy as well. So it's very he learned very quickly too. When he was needed to just sit and wait and be very gentle, he knew exactly who could be gentle and who could be a bit rougher with. Um, he learned not to bark very, very, very quickly at night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he learned, we just spent a lot of time, a lot of time trying different tricks. And yeah, because at the time he was, it was the only thing I could. That was really good in my life. So we spent every moment I could spare with him. Understandable. So tell me a little bit more about the pet therapy side that he did. Um, yeah, so what would happen is we'd take him, so some of the people couldn't um, ride the horses, so they'd have a pet, not me riding for the table, have this, they have a pet therapy site. So they come in, they, um, you know, touch and hold rabbits, guinea pigs, small animals, mm-hmm. and only the um, a select few dogs, as um, a lot of kids these days as well, not even not disabled, that are frightened of dogs. They have to be a certain size, they have to be a certain temperament. And Bailey was very good at it. Mm. Um, he knew that one of I remember one day one of the times he noticed that one of the girls was having a bit of trouble that day he just gently went up to him just nudged his nose underneath her hand and she didn't look at him she just sat in her chair and patted him and they sat there for about 10 minutes and yeah it was a, most, it was a very beautiful moment um. yeah I mean I owe my life to this dog more in a very little sense. A very little sense. That's why he's allowed to do the house now. <laughs> How old was Bailey when you started doing the, the therapy work? Um, he wasn't much older than when I got him, so it was maybe 18 months. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was about 18 months old, so he was still very young. Always go for a good run beforehand, mm-hmm. but yeah, he was very young and he just surprised everyone. I brought him in for 
you know, just to, and on a day that wasn't, kids weren't there, and they didn't miss it, and they did an assessment, and it was an unofficial assessment. But yeah, they let him in. Mm. Well, it certainly sounds like you, you got the right dog that you needed at the time. Oh, very much so. Very much so. So is he a high-activity dog? When I want to be. Growing up, you know, he was, he liked to um, run around the park and everything, but now, being a, bit old, a little bit older, um, if I want to go for a run, he'll come for a run. If I don't, he'll happily lay around everywhere. As long as he can be with me, he's content. Which makes it very hard when I have to leave him at home to go sledding. Unfortunately, he's got separation anxiety because we hadn't been apart for so long. Mm-hmm. And when I when I I, can't, I figured out if I'm not if he can't I guess it's side if he can't protect me he frets. So if I've got grooming if I have a dog that's aggressive. I can hear him inside, and he's not very happy. He's he's whining and he figures out that he can't. He I can't. I can't protect Mum. I can't help her. But other than that, um, he does come out next to the grooming table when I've got some nervous dogs and sits underneath the grooming table and almost a calming influence on the other dogs. He's a constant fixture in your grooming business. Well, a lot of people know him. I've got to be. I've got to be very careful about who um, he is around because I do have a lot of farm dogs who don't get the interaction as a you know a dog that's in the town. But a lot, yeah, a lot of people know who he is, and he goes and introduces himself to a lot of my clients. Mm-hmm. So, for those people listening, you mentioned farm dogs. You would let people know whereabouts you are. Oh yes, I'm I'm in Young, so it's about two two and a half hours west of Canberra, four hours roughly from Sydney, and three and a half hours from the Blue Mountains. So we're close now. We've got a rough population of about thirteen thousand, but that does not is not just a suburb, say, um, like um, Campbelltown in Sydney. It's not just a suburb. It includes almost 20k outside of the main town centre. So um, we have a lot. We're a, we're a cherry. We're the cherry capital of Australia, and we have a lot of farms um, that do use stock, so sheep and cattle, and wheat farms as well. So when it comes to when I say property, anywhere between 100 acres to one I've worked. I worked on as a teenager, 1,800 acres. Oh, that's nice. So, <laughs> a lot of open space. And so Bailey's Very always cold. always had a, a lot of space to run around in. So, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I've got great friends who go, if you want to bring out your dog, um, you want to bring Bailey out, come out for a run, come bring him out. We don't mind. He doesn't take sheep. Because um, unfortunately out here, um, yeah, it's pretty much it's a half reality 
is dogs seen chasing sheep. Um, farmers do have the right to shoot to kill because there are feral dogs that come out and kill their livestock. So you have to have a very well-behaved dog to um, be able to go onto big properties. Mm-hmm. Understandable. So what would you say are Bailey's favourite activities? Um, being with mum. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a given. <laughs> yeah. um, his favourite activity is anything that involves mum and food. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. He doesn't. Um, he's not really a ball chaser. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be where I am. So whatever I'm doing is my little sh- as the, um, the old song says, "My shadow in me." <laughs> if I go for a walk, he'll come for a walk. I'll, if I jump in the car. He wants to be in the car with me. Mm-hmm. It made it hard. The separation of anxiety made, made it hard when I was fighting fires over summer. Um, he knew, what, he knows what my fire gear looks like. He knows what my fire bag looks like. And I got the fire bag out and he jumped inside of it. Mm-hmm. Saying, you're not leaving me behind. That'd get him out. And then he laid on top of it. Saying you're not going without me, and then I said, "No, I've got to go. I've got to help. I've got to help." And of course, we had a bit of an argument, <laughs> and then he'd sit on my boots, and then he won't let me put my boots on, and then sit in front of the door. So yeah, he's any anywhere that I I am, he wants to be. It's very very sweet. So that would mean that he has taken a few trips with you. If if I can take Bailey, he, I take. So, um, yeah, I mean, camping was always always our biggest thing. We love we love camping, mm-hmm. and Bailey knows that Swag is the most comfiest place to be. Mm-hmm. He's go out in the Swag, so he'd come in in a single Swag. He'd roll up inside. It wouldn't just be on top of on the blanket. It'd be under the blanket. Best hot water bottle ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he just um, anywhere I, anywhere he can go, he will be. Mm-hmm. How, how does he go when you're out camping? Well, at sledding, if I have taken him to a sled event, and because of course, as you know, he can't be around me all the time. He's a complete nut and mess. Um, I've had him with my mum and my auntie. My auntie actually held him while um, doing a race. I came back and he was complete mess. He was shaking, barking, didn't know what to do. He was telling me how dare I leave him behind. But any other camping trip where it's not involved sledding and I can be with him, he loves to explore. So you're going to have a bit of explore. Find a bit of food to roll in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah, if you find something, he might chase a little bit, but he always comes back. Always. Uh, yeah. Ever had any sort of issues when you've been camping when he's done something he might have or shouldn't have done? As I said, he loves food, loves food, and he comes and shows me exactly where he's rolling. <laughs> <laughs> So he, show, he goes and rolls his boots and comes up and if he's rolled his 
facing it. He comes and shows the side of the face that he's rolled himself. He just wants to share. Yeah, exactly. He shows <laughs> what my person is. My person um, I've got some new person here, and I've got some new person here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. No, he's sorry. He's just looking at me. I, I've got Bailey actually laying right next to me. He's looking at me and I say, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about you. How is he when you have to uh, wash that off? Very tolerant. Extremely tolerant. As being a groomer, it's, he's really the only dog that is very, very tolerant of being a bar. He knows what, what to do when he... Um, a few times, if, especially when he's covered in poo, I've gone for a shower and I've gone, right, B, come on. And he comes and he puts his head down and almost sighs and walks in, into the shower himself and sits there in the shower and looks at the wall and doesn't look at me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he won't, won't look at me. He just, okay, do what you need to do. I try and wash his face. He won't. He'll pull over, he'll close his eyes so he's not looking at me. But his favourite thing afterwards is getting the towel. He loves getting rubbed down by a towel. You hold the towel out and he'll rub himself underneath it. <laughs> oh, he gets so excited when he got the towel out. And then he then we've got to do zoomies around the house. And then we've got to get the run going. He gets very, very playful after a bath. Mm-hmm. He gets his antler and tucks out of it, rubs that, and he's Play antler for a little bit. The only time he'll play is after a bath. Okay. He doesn't really play any other time. Hmm. Yeah, he's a bit funny like that. And is he sort of like like the water when you're out and about? No. Not at all. He he's only only recently decided that he can he walk in a shell pool. At summer, because out here we get temperatures of 45 to 47 is what we got last year. And we can have that 45-degree dry heat for the hot entire week, and it doesn't get below 35. So we can have nights where it's, 30, it's midnight and it's 35 degrees. Um, so he likes the shell pool. He'll stand in it. I'll, if I go B, hop in, you'll you'll very reluctantly climb in, and you know, ask him to sit, and he'll, he'll look at me in like absolute disgrace, he'll look on his face, and he'll sit in the pool. But yeah, I mean, we took him to the snow once, and he got out of the car. He had two coats on, a woolen underlay coat and a thermal, and he took two steps into the snow and. Two steps off the snow and said, "Take me back to the car." <laughs> and he walked. He walked himself back to the car. <laughs> Only time he hasn't wind when he's been away from me is at the snow. He was happy to stay in the car, in the in the blanket. He said, "You can have this snow to yourself." Interesting reaction that one. Yeah, it, it, it took me by surprise. I thought he at least get into the snow, but no, two steps onto it and two steps off it. <laughs> and yeah, it was the one time I've almost seen a swear word come across his face. 
<laughs> and the look of absolute disgust. How dare you get me out of this cold on that wet stuff? So, did you ever had any sort of like uh, issues with the with the heat affecting him? Well, we we take every precaution out here anyway. Um. Well. Yeah, no, not really, because I was said we take every portion. We have cooling mats and inside, or our dogs are inside um, in the aircon. But with heat, it's, it's, it's really funny. Because in winter, it's in front of the heater and overheat. Won't get up, we physically have to get him up. See, you're panting like a, a dog that has never had water. So come on, get off, get up onto the lounge. And cool down, buddy. And he sits right on the heater. <laughs> he won't move. So we have to physically move him. He's really odd. Uh, likes his warmth. Yes. He likes the warmth, not so good with the cold, which is the only thing that him and my, partner, my current partner is crazy. <laughs> you know, it's two, the one thing, one of the things that they, they can agree on, they don't like the cold. <laughs> Think that Bailey has any other sort of like interesting or or weird habits? Uh, what do you do, B? It's like when you uh, ask, "What's your favorite book?" and you can't remember, you've forgotten every read. Ever read? Oh my goodness, my words today. What do you do? He does. I mean, I mean, he does like to try every time he does food. And try every trick he knows, or he gets the right trick. So with that, I don't. I can hold a piece, a treat, or something in front of him. He'll try every trick in, the, in his repertoire. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to do anything. He'll just try every single trick. He mm-hmm. And then once he gets the right one, he's happy about it. So he'll start with that one, and then try the rest. But recently. Um, we've got a, he's got a special bed next to mine, but um, he sleeps in the bed, of course. <laughs> he'll, when we go to bed, he'll sit on his bed, wait for me to get comfortable, and wait for me to lift the blankets up so he can crawl underneath right next to him. Mm-hmm. He'll wait there very patiently until I'm done. Until I'm comfortable in bed, and then I'll let him. Uh, very but, nice, very nice manners. Yeah, I guess the funniest thing of all is a current war going on between him and my my current my partner. The very innocent war mm-hmm. is my my man being man. No offense to any out there. Um, let one rip, let a, a fart go off the lounge room, and of course it was not very pleasant of, of on the nose. Bailey woke up, looked at him, snorted, and walked out of the room. <laughs> now, here's where it gets interesting. A couple of weeks later, I wasn't here. I was, well, you know, I was at a sled event, actually. Um, Bailey walked into my partner's office and asked for a pat. You know, my partner loved getting him a pat. Just before he walked out the door, Bailey farted and walked out of the room. Payback. So <laughs> my partner ducked the oven, Bailey. So Bailey jumped up onto his, onto his lap on his lounge room, 
farts and then jump back in. There's a current farting going on between my partner and Bailey. Yeah, and I'm guessing that's something that you don't really want to encourage. Uh, well, that's the funniest thing of all. Other than the, fir- the first initial fart, they don't do it when I'm around. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> it's a secret. It's a secret war between two boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. So you mentioned he's not a, a Bailey isn't a big game player, but does, does he have any favourite toys or anything like that? Um, now it's really quite an interesting toy that we we very very rarely play to the danger of it. But is a hair tie. He loves playing with a elastic hair tie, and we can play. Um, we can play for that for a little bit. That's the only thing that really gets him going in in a small game is that hair tie. But we've got to be um, very careful of it because of if he ingests it, yes, of course, it's very dangerous. So, so we only play it for a couple of minutes. Okay. So what, what do you actually do with the hair tie? Um, very gently, not <laughs> again. I'm very careful about it. Is we wrap it around his back foot, and it's not very tight, and he plays. He gets it off and then tries and then says, keep away. And then I grab it and I drag it along the floor and he starts pouncing on top of it. And then mm-hmm. I hide it underneath a box and get that box apart. Get hair tie. Um, the other one, of course, is socks. Socks. You mm-hmm. love to play with socks. So what, if in, in the middle of a, a, a sock game, which I can, it's very hard getting sock game, but once he's in the mood, he'll play socks. Um, you can put the sock on and he'll take it off. <laughs> but it's very to watch him do it, he, he very gently finds where the toe, your toes are and then goes a middle millimetre off the toe and then starts. So he'll find exactly where your toes are, not pushing the hard with his teeth, and then pull it. <laughs> So even in the middle of gameplay, he's very gentle. <laughs> Glad you clarify that. I was thinking you put the socks on Bailey. Oh, no, I put the socks on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that'll help in, later on in life. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> Except when you try to keep him away from me. Yes, the sock and he runs off. Fun to play. Oh, yeah. Yes, and he's, he's not really a game player, even though what I've just said sounds like it. But when he's in the gameplay mood, he's all in. But when he doesn't want to play, he's whatever. Very blase. Happy just to get cuddled. Just enjoys chilling out. Yeah. And he knows um, going one of the other things he likes doing is going to Nanny, which is my mum, who lives four houses down. And we can be on the way there, and I can go, okay, be, go to Nan's, and we'll run to the front door. And he he taught Merrick, Poodle, every, my mum's dog, everything that dog knows. And he, he tolerates Merrick, and he comes back home with very, very wet ears. <laughs> <laughs> but he plays with Merrick, and because Merrick's so tall, Bailey can stand underneath him. Mm-hmm. So they have a good play, but 
come, always comes home with a sopping wet ears and sopping wet head. <laughs> and then he knows exactly how to get he gets onto something and knows how to get away from it. Just stop for a bit and then he'll play again. He'll grab one of Merrick's toys and run up kick Merrick away from it. And if it's a squeaky toy, we'll find the squeak, kill the squeak, and then dispose of it. They'll just let it go. One of the uh, questions I ask everyone is to to complete the sentence. I can't believe my dog ate my chocolate bar. <laughs> Your chocolate bar. Yes. He ate the chocolate bar. But the most, yeah, I scared the living daylights out of me because I thought, you know, chocolate is not good for dogs. So I was watching him, making sure he was okay. And then found out um, that half the chocolate I was eaten by my partner. Poor old Bailey got the blame. If you ask that question again, the other one would be an entire entire um, contents of the value-packed schmackos, so the two packets of schmackos, <laughs> the big one, the entire lot. How was the water bowl after that? <laughs> Empty. Empty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always refilled and everything anyway. He's got three in the house. But farts <laughs> that night, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, both Bailey and I were kicked out in the lounge room. <laughs> we, my, part, my beautiful partner knows Bailey threat if I'm not in the room, so we got we both left the left on the lounge. <laughs> it was rotten. Any other sort of adventures come to mind with you and Bailey? Well, as I mentioned before, I guess the thing about me is I wouldn't be here talking to you if it wasn't for him. He, during that really dark time, um, he physically stopped me from ending it, so ending the, the pain and misery. So he broke through screen doors, help, and so he's really my hero dog. So when it comes to adventures, every moment I can spend with this incredible creature is a blessing. That's Something you, something you can't you can't really put into words. <laughs> no, no he's, I get told a lot by my family that you know Bailey's not. Everyone knows my family. Bailey's not a dog. He's a human, mm-hmm. and he's treated as such. And I've had, um been close to you know, cancelling plans because he hasn't something's been wrong but he's always pulled through and we've been able to go along with those plans and my family often asks how are you how's Bailey they're the first two questions so he's my special boy a very special boy oh very much um my partner says, you and Bailey are two peas in a pod. You act like owner, like dog. Mm-hmm. 
does a mirror. If you were, was, I could put you in dog form, you've got Bailey. So, yeah, any adventure that we can, every day is adventure and I can spend any time I can with him. Well, certainly sounds so, like, yeah. a, like a perfect match. <laughs> oh, yeah. My partner knows Bailey first and then him. <laughs> and he is treated like so not many <clears throat> people can sit in my partner's chair, but Bailey gets away. <laughs> and he's a, he, my partner was no dogs inside growing up. And even before he met me, no dogs inside. And he's Bailey underneath the blanket of bed. Yeah, he's, he said, he said to me, well, I wouldn't have you if it wasn't for him. So I don't hear, I hear Oh him, you. So I'll treat him as such. Ah, that's beautiful to hear. Yeah. And yeah, he knew I was going to be nervous with the podcast. So he's currently next, right next to me, as he always is, with his head <laughs> on my knees. Oh, yeah. Nothing to be nervous about. You're doing <laughs> extremely well. <laughs> but um, yeah. You ask about funny things that he does. Um, if you know, you get your twenty-four-hour stomach flus. If I'm in the bathroom, you know, as you as you do being sick, and you don't want your partner to know being sick for some silly reason. Um, my partner goes, "You're right." And I, yeah, I, I go, "Yeah, I'm fine." Is you're throwing up, aren't you? No, he goes, "Sweetheart." Your dog's staring at me like I'm, I'm a suspicious person walking down the street. He's sitting in front of the, the toilet door like a statue. Come on, tell me he knows exactly. Bailey will sit in front of, sit in front of me if I'm feeling nervous or anything. He'll sit in front, in front of me and just, just sit, just watch. And <laughs> being with my partner recently for like five, past five years, if we, if we're having an argument, which goes into the, into the night. We go to bed. They'll actually lay between us. So right, you two, break it up. Break it up, you two. We're not. We don't need this. Mm. <laughs> both of you can do your own thing. He'll stay there until one of us reaches out to the other person, and then he'll. So he's very good at monitoring what the situation is and. If I'm stressed, Bailey is still back. He gets very in up to him and gets pets and he runs to me, runs back to him and goes, right, it's okay, I'm not going to hurt her. She's fine. I'm here to help. And then Bailey goes back to bed. He's very intuitive. He's the most incredible creature I have ever met. He, he is so in tune with me that I don't even know what I'm saying. You know, you, you don't realise your anxiety level as high as you think it is, but these let you know. Beautiful story. Yeah, sometimes I can't believe it myself. Sometimes it's a, it's just a way that sort of um, life and karma and things work. Oh, yeah. I'm a firm believer that if you ask for help, help will come. 
and I needed help at that time. The moment he started, he arrived, was the, the moment I started looking to get the courage to leave. So ask for help and help will come many, one form or another. In many times in an un- un- unexpected ways. Oh, very much. I wanted to say thank you very much for for sharing some of Bailey's story and, and for being so open and sharing some of, of your story and, and the story of you guys together. Thank you for having me. I get the, you, can, you can't really, from what you've said, you can't really mention one without the other. No. no we're, we're, we come as a package. It's unfortunate. I'd love to have him at Sled Events, but due to his anxiety, I don't want to put any more stress on him than I than absolutely necessary. So my partner makes sure that he's very well looked after while I'm gone. Sure that he does. Oh, yeah. Then we spend some extra time when I get home. Just him and me. Just to make sure that, just to make sure that he knows that I'm, I'm fine. He gives me a sniff over. Give me a physical check, really. <laughs> and then he, he's happy. I'm sure, I'm sure he knows. Yeah. Well, um, I was going to say before we wrap up, do you want to give your business a little plug? Uh, sure. So, um, our, my, I'm a self-employed owner-operator of Hewlett Falls Grooming, um, operating out of Young, New South Wales, Australia. And we do everything from just you simplify bathing to clips, to colours, to um, we don't just dogs either. Um, we do recently we've been doing um, cats, rabbits, and I like to say I like to specialise in um, matted animals as well as anxious animals. We like to take we specialise in taking the time to learn your pet. So if if I've got an anxious animal on the table, I'll spend an extra whatever time it, that animal needs. We, we are welfare over vanity. Very, very nice. So hopefully there'll be some uh, people that start listening in young and they'll come and see you. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. And give your girl a hug for me. Oh, I definitely will. Most definitely. Thank you very much again. No worries. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing all about Bailey. If you think this podcast would be of value to someone else, please let them know. Thank you very much again. Until next week, remember, your dog is family.